0: Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS Podcast. Last year, I rode the most kilometres I've ridden in more than a decade, and a fair portion of it was on Zwift. Mainly because it's fun, the bonus was I got fitter in the process. Zwift had me riding with friends from all over the world, on courses all over the world. It also got my competitive spirit going, so I made the most of the structured workouts in an effort to get the better of my mates on our weekly meetups. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free 7-day trial at Zwift.com right on
1: bonjour 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 welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast uh, before we start let me remind you that you can uh, download stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cycling central or logo rides with our friends at Zwift joining me is Dave McKenzie hi Dave
2: well I'm pretty good but I, even though I feel like I've ridden up Mont Ventoux actually overnight yeah I don't blame you
1: shabby. <laughs> I don't blame you it was a long stage and, Ooh, yeah. and an intense stage as well uh we have one king ring supreme on the stage it is surprising is Wood Van Aert. Yes surprising but then in some ways I'm not
2: because he's such a class rider we saw last year didn't we that on his day he can climb with the best but he was in the breakaway with Julian Alaphilippe who gee he set the race alight in that first hour didn't he Alaphilippe and but once again the giant of Provence showed who the boss is Maybe, maybe not to Van Art. Van Art was the only one who conquered it. The rest, you know, they all had their moments, didn't they? We saw Philippe drop off in the break. Good to see Luke Durbridge in the breakaway as well, actually. First time we've sort of seen him active up the road. Um, and, you know, and then back in the general contenders, Ben O'Connor lost a bit of time, but he's still fighting. And I, I'm hoping it's just a bit of an off day. Um but otherwise, it was a stage that gave us plenty and even just, a, will we call it a like a really hairline fraction of the yellow jersey? Would you call it that? Let, let's,
1: let's unpack all this. Let's unpack all this because mm. there's actually so much things we've learned or we think we've learned overnight. Um, first of all, you let's talk about Wood Van Aert. Uh, you say you you're might be surprised and, and I get you on this because uh, he's, he's displayed so much strength last year uh, trying to help uh, Roglic uh, and clearly this year there was a bit of a problem with Roglic so therefore the guys like Wood Van Aert in his team can actually fly and try to, to, uh, to conquer stages which he did. Funnily enough though he won stages at the Tour de France before but they were all on sprint. Yeah. And this is the first time he wins a it's not a mountain top finish, but it's a serious mountain stage. And it's a queen stage. Honestly, yes, he's good in a mountain and so on, but I wasn't expecting him to win with such a display of strength. Yeah. Because he, he was in a breakaway, but he was the strongest in the breakaway. He's the only one remaining in the breakaway. And like you mentioned, guys like Ala Philippe cracked. Yeah. But Voud Van Aert didn't. Yeah. And as a side joke, there was a tweet saying the first time Voud van Aert went up Ventoux, he was 10 years old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Ten years old. Hilarious. So <laughs> remember said, what so you were doing. Recon. W- remember what you were doing at 10 years old? You were not climbing Ventoux. No, no, that, that <laughs> I
2: can I can guarantee you of that. Um and look, it, no, it was an impressive ride because when he when he jumped Kenny Allison, yeah, the Frenchman for Trek Segafredo, who, you know, in his own right, can climb, he's a good climber. He he'd already attacked them and um Bolcomolema was there with him as a teammate, so he's covering
1: how, and we know how solid Bolkemolema oh, is and can be. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. He he he's he's like a bodyguard that yeah. you'd never get past. And uh, Van Art he literally sort of attacked them, he just rode his tempo. And they couldn't follow Allah Philippe couldn't follow Bolcomolama, couldn't follow, he went to Kenny Alessand and literally went straight past him. Alessand got on for a bit. But the tempo he was setting, he just settled into a time trial rhythm. Uh, Van Aert, that was it. That was his card. He played his card on the lower slopes, and um, you know he knew realistically it was a smart move because he knew his finish was at the top. So if he got yep. the, if he if he had a one minute gap at the top, pretty much he's going to win the stage, and that's effectively what happened. It was all downhill then to the finish and um because he, did, he, he didn't
1: he didn't get gain time in the descent but he didn't lose time either it was
2: a, it was pretty much exactly the same because alessandre and molemer then ended up together at one fourteen. yeah and i'm quite sure they went across the top at one minute and 12 seconds yeah something like that it this, was yeah. crazy yeah. so it was it just stayed it stayed status quo pretty much for all of the riders in that top 15 mm-hmm. from from the top the time gaps might as well have been
1: taken and that was it Uh, The other thing we we want to mention, and you mentioned just uh, very quickly here, uh, the crowd. And I just want to bring the crowd here because it was good to see crowds back on Ventoux. We were expecting about a million people on the whole mountain. And this is not an exaggeration. We are actually talking about the police was saying a million people. This is what we are normally seeing on the roads of Ventoux. It was beautiful to see. but. Also, in the village where Wood van Art then won the stage, so many Belgium were shouting his name like yeah. he, he was a rock star a yeah superstar. yeah robbie Robbie uh, said
2: that didn't he, on the live yeah. coverage uh, they were and they were calling him like a, a nickname as yeah. well, you know like that <laughs> it was it was it was pretty awesome that and gee, you know it is good to see crowds, yeah, and um you and I were joking, um you know either there absolutely completely bonkers <laughs> yeah. and we're talking about the French government <laughs> because there's no social distancing or they're on top of it but whatever <laughs> that's their job that's their rule. so let's just enjoy the the um you know the vision that you see, and it's it's literally like the Tour de France yeah. is back to normal.
1: I think I said this either brilliant or collective madness. <laughs> yeah, collective <laughs> madness. <laughs> it's because you
2: forget, you're sitting there watching it. You're thinking, oh, this is awesome. Look at yeah. the crowds. <laughs> Let's say, hang on, yeah. we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing. Oh, no, oh, no. It's almost just, laughable. We're know? just having a joke, peeps. I'm just join in the joke. It's I think it's joke. cabin
1: fever we're having here, actually. Yes, it is, it where is. the only person I've pretty much seen in the last three weeks is you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true, it's true. We're going crazy. Anyway, let's listen uh, to Wout Van Aert. I'm, lo- I'm lost for words. It's uh,
3: so stupid to, to say, but... Uh, of course I did not expect to to win this stage before the Tour de France, but actually uh yesterday I already believed in it. I asked the team to uh to be the guy to uh go for the breakaways. And uh yeah. It's uh it's one of the most iconic climbs in in the tour in the world, in the world of cycling. Uh yeah it's Maybe it's my best victory ever. It Was was it planned this morning, that the plan was to be in the breakaway, but you had some pretty good uh, climbers with you. Yeah, it's true. But I also saw they, they suffered a lot and it was a really big battle to come there. And I think especially Philippe lost a, a lot of power already in that part of the race. And uh, yeah, if you believe in it, then, then everything is possible. What does it feel like to uh, make it first to the top of the, the Ventoux and then first at the finish of the stage of the Tour de France? Uh, yeah, it's, of course it's emotional. Uh, personally, it was was really hard to, to come in, my, in this tour on a proper level. And the first, uh, the first week we had so many bad luck with the, with the team. Even today, we, we lost again uh, Tony Martin in a crash. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this is so nice that uh, yeah, if you keep motiv- be- being motivated and you keep believing it, then
1: someday it will work work out. So really proud. I Was Wood van Arte uh, after his his victory yesterday on the double trip to Fontu? Honestly, I I do like the guy. Oh, I do like, like the him. guy. He's lovable. Like, no, he's likable.
2: He's, he's him and Vanderpal. It's like they are brothers, though, isn't yeah. it? It's like yeah I wonder like which under, one do you like the most? <laughs> you know? I
1: wonder if Van Der Poel sent him a little uh, message yesterday saying, Hey, <laughs> Yeah, Bo, I reckon I reckon so,
2: yeah. yeah. I reckon they and, and he'd be happy for him. Yeah, I reckon so,
1: win, yeah. I think. Uh the other people we need to talk about is of course the Trek team because Trek did an amazing job, didn't pay off for them, but they really went out with an objective, a target, uh, and they try to stick to the plan. It just didn't work out because Van Aert was really strong. But clearly, Ellison had, had a plan. They had a plan to yeah. set him up for victory. Um, Ellison is an interesting rider because he was a uh, buddy-buddy with Richie Port last year yeah. in the team. Um, can he really, do you think, go one step further and be the leader and try to make a go at something like the Tour de France at some point or not? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he's
2: he's got all the qualities of a GC guy. Um, he's 29. So, you know, he's been around a little while now. He remember he won that um, stage in the Vuelta um, quite a few years ago. And now. there was this
1: funny shot with him and Mollema where in the descent, Mollema is so big and so strong. Yeah. And Kenny Leicent is so... Small and tiny. Oh, he's he, a little man child. And, and yeah. you, you made, you made a joke saying oh, it's like a dad and, and his sixteen-year-old son going, "Come on, buddy, follow yeah, my line." Follow, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so true. Don't, break too, a, Don't yeah, break too late. Don't break yeah, too late. Yeah, follow yeah. Stay so on the wheel.
2: Come on, keep it up, nice and tight. Yeah. I mean, what was nice was Muller um, giving, In, allowing yeah. Alison to take second place as a Frenchman, and you know, on such a sort of monumental day. But no, look, he, he can certainly win a stage, Alison. He's come close now he'll try again i think he'll try again in the pyrenees yep. and um yeah i'd like to see him win a stage because um he uh he seems like a nice guy he rode for sky obviously for a few years and i remember he was a late inclusion i think it was either herald sun tour or down under like he literally had to fly fly, fly in at short notice uh, one of their riders withdrew or got sick or something and um anyway he, he raced the race and uh, I spoke to him a couple of times and speaks pretty good English. Yeah. And uh, yeah, really, seems like a really chirpy sort of guy, actually. Uh, so yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to see him win a stage.
1: Now, I got a text this morning from our executive producer, mm. uh, and Cath Whelan. Mm. She's want, she wants to know why on earth you well, ask I her... Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please explain why did you sort of try to get her to tip Philippe, which she eventually did, and... Uh, but Ala Alaphilippe did a very good race, but in the end he finished way, way back. Can you go back and describe? Can I explain. <laughs> Look,
2: I'm, all I'm, all I'll say is I'm glad it's That's not a D a- John later. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's in the, our, our, in, inside our SBS tipping competition. Yes. Um- um, now, honestly, Ala Alaphilippe could have been a good bet because he attacked maybe a tiny bit early or too early, but he, he couldn't. He, he went in the red
2: zone. Yeah. He went. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't have a real problem with his attack early. But he was in the red zone for quite a while. He was so determined to get away. Remember, he was with Quintana. Yeah. Dropped Quintana, got caught, went again. Like, he was in the red for maybe two hours, you know? And I and I, so I just couldn't help but think. I hate to say I I called it. But once they were on Von 2, even after the first time, I thought, if this guy wins this stage, he is phenomenal. You know, the way he's attacked from kilometre zero. Mm-hmm. Um so every 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 great writer has their snapping point I guess don't they and we saw it And, and Von Too can be so unforgiving and the second time especially yeah. which was the harder time I mean that was that looked brutal didn't it
1: Yeah was steady displayed I think a certain class in his riding because oh, the, yeah. this is riding like we like to see is is attacking It's aggressive he, and he uh, wasn't he
2: wasn't trying to sit on no. right up to the point that yeah. he was dropped he was you know literally he was working every turn he could he was working yeah. now he's a He's an honest bike rider, Alaphilippe. Yeah. You're you giving that.
1: You mentioned Luke Durbridge as well. It was so good to see Luke Durbridge in in the break. Uh, at some point, we were just like, Whoa, "Come on, imagine this! I imagine know, this!" Just we, thinking, we, we basically started to believe it.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were. I mean, Durbo on his day, for a big guy on his day, can climb, mm. can climb. And w- when you're in a break like that, it's completely different. But there were just too many, too many guys that yeah. you know had better climbing pedigree than him. And uh, but it was a it was a great great effort by Durbo and um, yeah good to see him in the mix
1: yeah let's listen to Luke Durbridge.
4: Uh, Luke, do you like the Ventoux? Do I what? Do you like it the Ventoux? Oh the crowds are amazing. I don't say I like it though, but uh, yeah, well, it was a it was a brutal day. Um, to be honest, I was trying to get in the breakaway to help our climbers, and then uh, the road just got blocked, and I found myself in the breakaway, and I was just. Uh, when you're up there, Mon Von Two, I gave it everything, but uh, the last time up was just too steep for me, and um, so yeah, I obviously got dropped then and, and just rode in. But uh, yeah, we wanted to have representation in the in the in the breakaway. It was a bit of a shame we missed out having a climber there, um, but hey, we had a go, and that's um, all you can do.
3: Is that one of your hardest day in a uh, in a mountain for you? Or
4: you watch yeah, it? yeah, pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. I'm pretty knackered.
1: That was Luke Durbridge. First time we've got Luke Durbridge in uh, the podcast. I know, I know. We need need the guy more. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He's He's good. Uh, Okay, let's look then at the main pack. Uh, There's someone missing from that pack. Is Ben O'Connor, sadly, but we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, So stay tuned if you want to hear about uh, Ben O'Connor. But let's talk about the main pack, meaning the yellow jersey and all his bodies around so the the main climbers we're talking yeah all all the top 10 except ben o'connor but what happened here with this because there's like you mentioned in a entry of this pod there was an airline fracture maybe or at least the yellow jersey pogacar got attacked yeah didn't work out he got gapped yeah but he he got got gapped gapped. yeah Yeah. what can we read in this if, if anything
2: well he's human i think in one to sum it up in a word he's human and we knew, we knew that anyway didn't we but to think that he's invincible no because every every rider has
1: their breaking point vinegard just went for it and yeah. and gapped him quite well he was so vinegard is another uh visma rider so yeah two kudos for the two big rainbow visma riders but uh is there anything we can like other the fact that he's human there's no crack he's, he, because after that he reacted quite well temperature was an issue he
2: doesn't like the heat he said yeah. he said he prefers the cold so it was really hot and and it was hottest day of the race and the heat in the provence and in the ventoux region it's a real sort of dry yeah. heat isn't it like it's actually i feel like it's quite similar to australian summer like melbourne sort of heat yeah in summer even
1: wa sort of heat, yeah like yeah something quite heavy dry yes. yeah that sits
2: on your shoulders so look um well, the results, in the end, Pogacar led them home at 1.38. Uh, Uran, Carapaz, Vingard were together. Lexi Lutsenko lost about 20 seconds or just under. Calderman was with him. And then Mus lost a bit of time. He was at three minutes, but that's to the winner. So he lost a minute 20, roughly, to yep. Pogacar. Palo Bilbao, Martin, And then O'Connor at 5.35. So O'Connor lost three minutes just shy of no just shy of four minutes, sorry, to today Pogacar. Yeah. So he now drops to fifth overall. So Ben we could see we could see instantly on that second climb uh, he was suffering. Yeah. Suddenly, so- suddenly you could just see he was he was um in the hurt locker a little bit
1: you made a very good point i think on the um, on the night yes you did yes (laughs) it Uh, happened. yeah (laughs) Uh, and i'm kidding but uh, (laughs) he made a very good point saying he needs to drop the earpiece and just go tempo because basically he was hurting he was past the red zone yeah he was past that red zone and he kept on yelling at radio and 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 talking to them and 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 they must have been yelling in his ear
2: yeah they were obviously trying to give him motivation and and then he was shaking the head. So he's, he's having a conversation while he's in the red zone. So that's never good for your head. No, no. And, and once you're on a climb like that and you're solo, you know, he, yes, he's still, he, he's, what, it's been 26. He, he's still, um, no, he's young in terms of his professional career and his experience, but uh, he's 25, sorry. But um, he's, he knows where his limit is at when you're on a climb that's the bet probably the easiest way to reach your limit for any rider sprinter climber time trialist on a climb that's where you can sort of hit your zone and 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 all you punters listening would probably understand what I'm saying by that yourself when you go out and and want to push yourself to your limit a climb is one of the easiest places I, I feel anyway so yeah he needed to take the earpiece out at that point and not not as in his team would sure we're doing a great job so i'm not criticizing them they're just getting excited and pumped and you know their new aussie boy that they've adopted Mm -hmm. um they're trying to you know keep him keep him um, motivated and and keep his morale up but he just needed to switch off from everything else around him take it back a notch for maybe 400 meters recover and then hit his rhythm again and look it might not have made a single ounce mm-hmm. of difference either. By the way, it's very easy sitting here on the couch and and making that those assumptions. But in the end, he actually regrouped somewhat, and there was a couple of important elements. He caught Richie Port. Yeah. Richie Port saw him coming, accelerated, and I think gave him just a little bit of a leg up. And Richie Richie actually might have made a little bit of a difference for him there. Mm-hmm. Might have got him a bit composed, and just shows the class of Richie. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was really nice. Um, and then I think. Yes, uh, Chavez finished just ahead of him yeah so um, but he'll he'll live to fight another day but yeah. yeah, this absolutely. isn't done and, and he could have another great day in the Pyrenees.
1: let's listen to uh, Ben O'Connor fights and it
4: uh, was uh,
1: difficult for the second second
4: time yeah I mean um, I was obviously suffering I think everyone could see that but uh, I did my I tried to do what I could do to, to stay with stay within the time and yeah I was exploding but uh, I did my best, so that's what matters. What is one of your hardest fight uh, in your career today? What, yeah? yeah, probably, but for sure. Uh, probably the only time is when I've been very sick uh, last year in the Giro, but otherwise, I would say that was the hardest in-race kind of moment. I was just completely a block, and uh, I think suffering both from just Vontu itself and uh, and the heat a little, so here's to better days. Well, uh, now you're fifth in the GC. What does it
0: mean and what do you
4: think uh, for, for the future? I mean, I guess it's, yeah, I mean, it's still amazing. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a position I still didn't think I would be in. So, uh, hopefully when we get to the next couple of days, I can improve and then in Adora, um, when I get home, I can have a good one. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you prefer Pyrenees and Alps? Uh I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think I prefer yeah, I any climb over Von two. So
2: <laughs> here we go. There was
1: Ben O'Connor. He's quite actually cheerful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was pretty good. Which know? is good. It's uh, and this is good and this is positive for me. You know what it tells me? It tells me that if we are set for a great tour, he will need to have another amazing day. And we can be cheering and pumping in again at some point in Andorra or in the Pyrenees. He mentions Andorra in a, yeah, yeah. in his interview. This is home for him. It's he, well, home for a lot of riders, but it's also home for him. But yeah, there's plenty of opportunities to come for Ben to regroup and maybe rejoin that podium. He's actually not that far. No, no, the-
2: he's, he's well within the podium. But you know what we need? I think we need another crappy day. Yeah. Well, he does. He needs Which is funny for a guy day. from WA, and we oh talked no, about it's the heat in WA. <laughs> it's hilarious. But your body, yeah, your body, not all DNAs are the same, are yeah. they? Not all DNAs are the same in weather. Um, people say, oh, you know, what happened to this athlete in the weather? It couldn't handle it, couldn't cope. And it doesn't matter what you do sometimes to prepare. If your DNA is not built, for those conditions it just won't stand up
1: and it goes back to what we said you can prepare as much as you want for the tour de france you can read the map you can do the road book you can do all the preps you want in the world on the day what you can't control is the weather you don't know if it's going to be it's going to be minus two ah, or plus 40 yeah, especially yeah. on the day like Ventoux. yeah uh, absolutely uh let's mention the the, the sad uh, side of uh, of that stage as well plenty of riders crashed abandoned didn't finish or went out of the, the time cut. Yes. Uh, so there's some major names. There's, of course, uh, Scottson we saw on the stage. He crashed. Yeah. That's a bit sad to see him because he's, he, he felt okay. He felt good. And, and there was a new sort of breath of life in that team. Even though Godu was, was struggling, Um, Scottson could have played a role. Yeah, I feel for else Yeah,
2: yeah he, he's been, I think he's been super the last two yeah. years with that squad. And hence why he made his, yeah, uh, well, hence how he made the squad. You know, a French team yeah. with a lot of French riders, and he fought his way under the squad because he was playing an important role. So disappointing for him, but Luke Rowe also outside the time limit. Yeah, that's a surprising one. Yeah, I feel for Luke Rowe, I like him. I think he's a really quality person and a solid bike rider. Campenarts.
1: So Campanats is is uh, in my view, in terms of whoever left yesterday, I think for the sake of the race it's the most disappointing one because yeah. he's been setting this uh, r- this race and other races alight yeah, for, he's the, a last, racer, for the last few months.
2: Yeah. F- yeah, no, he's a real racer. Um Tony Martin yeah. crashed out. Is he, he? He's Mr. Crashable.
1: Yeah. I've I, Mr. It, Crash, I yeah. hate to
2: say it. He, he has crashed a lot.
1: Well, and I don't the, mean just this tour. The thing is, he's a time trialist. So on a normal bike, maybe his, his handling bike yeah. are a bit different. I don't, I don't think, know.
2: But in in all seriousness, yeah. you look at the last few years. It's crushed a lot, a lot, always. Like it's mate, would be. He, <laughs> he's starting to, you know, he's starting to resemble the uh, Uska Talliscardi guys. Yeah, yeah, we used to joke about it, saying when when the you see an orange jersey, just scatter because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're going to crash at yeah. some point. Oh gee, um, no look. So there was in total, there was one, two, six, seven, eight. Eight riders. Yeah. We're down to one hundred and fifty six. Soren Krah Anderson, he was last on the stage. Uh well he wasn't last, but he was inside the time limit, the last one. Forty seven minutes and thirty six. I did a rough calculation around the forty five, yeah. I think, mark, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Forty six mark. I didn't know exactly what the percentage was. I think it was twelve percent. Might have been fifteen. Um Cav made it. Sided so all his teammates. Yeah,
1: so that that's an important one to bridge to to, to tonight's stage. Monsieur Cavendish, I call him uh, this way. He's now. going for the record. Well, don't, uh, d- Yeah, don't Sorry. say don't say it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was listening Stop to that. another pod, and if <laughs> I could just, I'll steal their line, but kudos to them, uh, the, the cycling podcast. Yeah. I quite like listening to those gents. Um, they said, um, "Oh no, we're not allowed to talk about it." And they said, "Oh, maybe when he breaks the record." we won't talk about it either. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been, he's been yeah. saying, to them, I don't want to hear his name. Yeah. Don't say his name. Mercs, don't say it. So,
1: Kev, ah. be careful, mate, because you might get it and we might not report it. <laughs> and it may happen tonight. Tonight is the stage again for the sprinters. Um Duke and Nick, they must have nurtured him so much during this stage to make sure he was going to make the time cut. Yeah. So, therefore, he could be here tonight and the next few days to... Have a chip at that record because if Cav doesn't want that record, so be it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, allegedly, Dukinich wants that record.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, it's both, isn't it? And I tell you what, I got to say, like when you think about sprinters over the years at the Tour de France, probably the last twenty odd years, this has been a squad that, and you know, like Cavendish. Let's just sort of put the focus on Cav. There's been years where, yeah, sure, he's had a pretty good team. And Mark Renshaw, you know, played a huge yeah. role in a bunch of his victories. But there was also a bunch of stages where Kev just fended for himself. Didn't have a huge lead-out train. Had to survive the mountains, or he didn't, and he went home. But he still won a bunch of stages. Here, the team has been so, so important to him. They have played, a, I think, the, a bigger role than what any other team has ever played in any of his victories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he's at... He's, He's at these prime. He's Plenty have said he's passed it. And he's not as quick as what he was six years ago. I think that's, you know, Cav would not beat the Cav six yeah. years ago, hands down. I'm not saying he's not going well. All I'm saying is without his team, he would not have won his three stages yeah. so far. They've mm-hmm. been super.
1: I agree. Uh, look at the stage tonight. Uh, what is in uh, on offer tonight? Uh, because it, it's a bit of a, we said it before, a bit of a crazy pattern to have a stage for the sprinters, double time of Ventoux and then another stage for the sprinters tonight well this is
2: an interesting one actually it's it's not super long 159.4 kilometers we go to nim which is a beautiful um, oh Nîmes! we city. had a
1: very good uh, goat cheese pizza uh, near the arenas because there's a big uh, uh, there's an arena like a Roman area. Yes, yes. Gucci's yeah. pizza well. Anyway, yeah, that's It's the lovely.
2: It lovely there, and it was hot. It was really I hot. I remember it was stinky yeah. hot. I <laughs> slammed down a schooner. Yeah, I remember it <laughs> about eleven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> there was a rest day. It was, there a, rest was a rest day, day. but yeah. great pizza. Remember yeah. that. Um, this is an interesting one. It's a day for the sprinters, but there's one categorized climb, um, but there's a climb. It looks like the road goes up towards the end inside the last fourteen kilometers. So fourteen kilometers to go. It, it tops out three point nine kilometers at three hmm. percent. I so, don't think it's enough. I don't think so. But there's a couple of other. There's not much. It should be. It should be a day for the sprinters. But
1: but, but after a double time Ventoux, is it a stage where the peloton can call a truce, have a breakaway go? And then say, you know what, guys, we are just getting our strength back today. Well,
2: here's the well, here's the here's what I think will happen. There's still there's always riders that want to win, so it'll be a, a truce. Yeah, you can call it that if you want. But Dukernik will be forced to, to work, work yeah. and so they should be. Yeah. He's he's proving he's the quickest. So you're not going to get Alpes and Phoenix yeah. riding on the front, or anybody else. Yeah. And <laughs> now you won't have Yambavizma. For Wout van Aert. Yeah. He's won his stage. Yes, he could win again. But I think, so if I was directing other teams, is, there is zero chance you're putting a rider on the front. Mm-hmm. No way. You're putting your riders in the break. Yeah. Even, so your sprinter teams, you keep your sprinter back, but you are going all out assault, attack, and you're attacking De Koenig. Um So that's what I'd love to see happen, whether or not that does happen, but I think, because it's a shortened stage, a shorter stage, I should say, um, I think we'll see attacks from the start. You know, it's a little bit lumpy early on as well. So the sprint doesn't come until after 120-odd kilometres. So the sprint comes late in the stage.
1: The intermediate sprint.
2: Yeah, the intermediate sprint. So, yeah, this is – it'll be an interesting day. They're all interesting days, I feel like,
1: this year, even these transitional days. It's true, actually, the point you make when you look at the route – there hasn't been really a dull day. Even last Friday, when we thought, "Oh, it's going to be a long stage." Yeah, it was an incredible. St- it was yeah, a, it was an amazing stage. Longest stage in twenty years, and, and it was really entertaining. Yeah, yeah, um, it gave so, us a lot. So far, so good for the for this route of yeah, the Tour de Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. So, any pick for this one?
2: Ah, oh, gee, you know what? I'll go with Phillipson. Cav's the obvious one. So, I'm going to I'm going to say, the the. Um, the the suspense is going to continue because someone else will win today, which will mean Cav is still one-off equaling. And then it means one less chance. So, yeah, I'll go with Philipson. I think he's knocking on the door. Well, van Art will be pretty content after uh, yesterday's big victory. Yeah, so we'll
1: see. Anyway, I think that's a good uh, that's a good tip. Thank you, Maka, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, same place, same time. Tomorrow, it's by Fona.
0: Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor, Zwift. I have the privilege of interviewing cycling greats Matthew Vanderpool and Geraint Thomas, both of whom use Zwift as part of their training program. They've even done a few races on Zwift, and you can too. There are races for all levels with new events starting every five minutes. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Right on.